Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. If you're tuned in, you're listening to the Morning Times Daily Review Football Friday podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Johnny Williams, Logan Hill, David Goff. We're here to bring you all the football action for this weekend. But first, let's get a word from our sponsor, Jolly Farmer. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer and Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day, whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts. Have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always, the Football Friday podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer. I just got to say, how can you not go to the Jolly Farmer when you have a sultry, low voice just telling, just tempting you with those donuts? <laughs> Great radio voice. <laughs> I mean, you can tell he works so hard on just getting that sound bite right. So. <laughs> Well, boys, uh, the first week of postseason is in the books. We've lost some teams. Some teams are still very much in it and on the right path. So let's get right into it. Locally, Athens on the morning time side eliminated by Danville, 55-7. to Tough season, a lot of turnaround for the Wildcats. They lost a lot of people. They So we see some new faces, new coaching staff. David, how's this team kind of work out this season and how are they poised for the future? Well, from the get-go, Athens was a young football team to start the year, new coach and all of that. And so there was going to be some struggles. And, you know, from the games I saw with them, they there was some potential that you saw some pretty impressive plays led by freshman quarterback Connor Davidson. He was yeah. the all-around athlete they had. He was just a freshman. He's going to grow. He's going to get better. So it was everybody else on that team. So I think if you're Sean Bradley, yeah, losing – 55 to 7 and you're in a playoff game. It's never fun, but it's powerhouse Danville. It's going to happen. It's a young team. And, and I think we all knew there yeah. would be some growing pains and to lose a four year starter like Mason Lister. Right. But Davidson now poised to maybe he might be follow a four year starter path, right after so. that. So, yeah. Great reps for him. Excited to see how he progresses over the offseason. Excited to see the Wildcats as a whole after a full offseason <clears throat> with this coaching regime under power. And we'll see how they bounce back next season. Logan, out there in the Daily Reviews area, Tawanda's season also came to an end. They fell to line Mountain 46-23. You were at that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. Tell us what you saw. Um, so, Lime Mountain was the home team, and they scored 12 seconds in, returned the opening kickoff. That kind of already puts Tawanda in a hole. Their, their offense, Tawanda's offense kind of struggled through the, the first half. It was 20-0 Lime Mountain at the end of two quarters. Uh, and then Tawanda comes out, puts a touchdown on the board to start the third quarter. I think it was like a three-play drive, a couple of big passes, um, 28-yard touchdown pass from, I believe it was Riley Vanderpool, quarterback, to Riley Sluter, uh, wide receiver. So that was a good sign. You're like, okay, maybe Tawanda will get back into this one. Line Mountain goes down and scores, and then I, I think it was on the next drive. If not, it was a couple of drives after, but nothing had happened. Um, Vanderpool goes on like a seven-yard run, gets tackled, some line mountain defenders don't get off of him. Um, they're kind of hanging around down by his legs, down by his ankles, and he gives a little bit of like a kickoff. Like it's this is terrible radio. I'm trying to describe it. Yeah, but it wasn't like a full fledged like soccer ball strike. It was just more like a like get off me <laughs> yeah. like flex. Right, as Logan is mimicking yeah. with his left yeah. leg, Terrence well, legs above the pod table right now. <laughs> we'll get the YouTube here sooner <laughs> sooner rather than later. But and so personal foul, he gets ejected. Wow. So. Wow. It was already looking like an uphill battle for Tawanda to try to come back and win it, but you lose your quarterback, your most dynamic playmaker on offense. They kind of just, the the writing was on the wall from there. A couple of touchdowns after that for Lime Mountain, a couple of fourth quarter touchdowns from some of Tawanda's, uh, I, I guess up here, I don't, I don't, like JV reserve kind of player, second team, I guess. But So I guess that's a positive takeaway. 
Um, yeah, we didn't put out our best effort in the game. At least we saw like our young guys got in, our young guys made some big plays. There was a 92 yard touchdown run by Jason Brown. And again, it's like, I guess you would consider it garbage time play. Uh, no game truly at the high school level is garbage time, but, but yeah, so Tawana kind of just went out sad, I guess is the way, but a lot of a very junior heavy roster didn't have a lot of seniors. So you would like to think that a moment like that only kind of sets the table for a bigger year and maybe a playoff say, win next year. Really solid season for the Black Knights. Big turnaround and another step up each and every season, as we've talked about throughout this pod this year. A lot of guys coming back. Mm-hmm, this lot. team should be well-experienced um, at senior level, too. I mean, they're not just returning freshmen and sophomores. Mm-hmm. These guys are going to make another leap in maturity being seniors next year. I expect another jump for the Black Knights next year. That would be the hope. I think they their offensive line, I think there was just one senior. I think everybody else was juniors. And then Vanderpool, quarterback, he'll be a senior. And he'll have a whole other year of practicing at quarterback under his belt. Uh, he wasn't a quarterback, Craig Dossie told me, until June. Wow. Of this year, so I guess this, and that's, and I mean, you saw it. It was a lot of run heavy, a lot of quarterback run. It wasn't necessarily a drop back passing. What what is a drop back passing game at the high school level sure. for the most part? But so I expect I expect uh, them to be right there in the thick of things next year. Well, there are Trival Wyalusing. They were on the road as well. They dropped to Mount Carmel, forty three to twenty one. But the Rams finished their season at six and five. How'd the Rams look? I was not there. I was not on hand. I got a story phoned in from the great Matt Belts. He's been helpful this year. He kind of covers all of D4. Shout out Matt Belt. Yeah. Um, so, Wyalusing actually outgained Mount Carmel in terms of yardage. Um, from talking to some other people, that a lot of that yardage came after the game was kind of already decided. Mount Carmel used a, a couple, I'll say three or four, explosive plays to kind of get in the end zone, put points on the board, and just... Pulled away. The score is indicative of, of, I guess, how it went. But it is an interesting caveat that that losing team that beats Tawanda in the rivalry week game, kind of flying high, comes in and, and outgains a traditional power in the football landscape. Yeah, both Tawanda and losing putting up numbers in the 20s against two teams that, you know, if it was on paper and you had lines, would be significantly favored. So good showing in the postseason from both Tawanda and losing Troy... They continue the hot hand, 36-0 over Hughesville. And, yeah. And I think they're going to get... They're playing Line Mountain. They're going to get Line Mountain, who defeated Tawanda, right? Yeah, uh, and so Line Mountain loved, at least in that game against Tawanda, loved the after-the-whistle antics, the play, I guess, to and through the whistle antics, a little chippy, a little... I won't say dirty, um, sure. but a little bit like like there was at one point I saw two of them blocking a Tawanda running back into the ground, and he was not trying to get up. They were just shoving him. In. And then that's why the ejection gets so weird because the the officiating crew just – it was weird what they let kind of go and then what they didn't, but we're talking about Troy. Um, 36 nothing over Hughesville, and there was not a moment in that game where it looked like Hughesville was going to, to be able to do much of anything. Yeah, and something tells me Line Mountain won't be – quite getting away with some of that extracurricular well, well, so what i hear is is the trojans even if they try it troy likes that that's what i that's what i've heard um and then troy is just so talented and across the board whereas tawanda we talked about is kind of ascending to that senior heavy group to that experience experience group i guess troy has some of that they also just have uh coach jim smith said it's the most the smartest group of athletes he's ever had um, so they it's certainly shown all season they can do whatever they want offensively defensively they play hard they they tackle well they're one of the few teams up here that can play different guys offensive line defensive line like it doesn't necessarily have to be the same guys on the d line on the o line 
they they ran it. I mean, not a whole bunch of chunk plays, and and Jim Smith attributed that to Hughesville kind of stuff in the box, but they ran for 250 yards right around there, passed it seven for eight, just took care of business, went home with the win Saturday night. So I'm expecting them to kind of roll over Lime Mountain, but it should be a good game. Yeah, it should be an exciting one. David, on the New York side of things, Waverly took care of business at home, 55-0 to over Susquehanna Valley. They did, and you're saying, what is a drop-back passing level at the high school level? I guess, yeah. Throwing some awesome There's a kid who can do it around here, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a beatdown. They beat them 42-12 to 12 earlier this year, and this was just a shutout from the start. Um, I, I need, And Tommaso also can run the ball, obviously. I, he only had, like, I think he only had about 20 rushing yards, and the team as a whole had, had, had like, 60 rushing yards, so it was a very heavy passing game in that mm-hmm. aspect. Uh, I will say... Just one of the more fun parts of that game was there was a three-play sequence where Colson Keithley of Waverly sacked the Susquehanna Valley quarterback, then picked him off, and then the next play, five-yard touchdown catch. So just what a sequence for that kid. Yeah, the Wolverines roll, also rolling Tioga. They handled Walton 63-16. to I believe Tioga in three out of the last four games has put up 60, and the odd man out was a 56-point <laughs> win. So yeah. Tioga rolls over Walton. What do you think of that one, David? It was interesting because, again, just like Waverly crushed Susquehanna Valley earlier this year, Tioga crushed Wallen to a 55-8 score. But that was – those eight points for Wallen were very late in that game. didn't matter at all. This game was 8-8 eight to eight, five seconds into the second quarter because Wallen some – I guess this is what they do. But Wallen had a an 18-play drive, 18 runs, 55 yards, 9 minutes and 17 seconds. <laughs> wow. wow. And then they got the two-point conversion to make it 8-8 eight eight with 11.55 left in the second quarter. Uh, Tioga did not have an offensive snap yet outside of a two-point conversion because Evan Sickler had a punt return in that first quarter. So Tioga hung, hung 63 with one possession in the first quarter? Zero possession zero in the first possession quarter. In the <laughs> wow. They had one two-point conversion. And then after that wall and touchdown, Tioga's offense did get the ball, and then they... Pretty, pretty much average three plays per touchdown every single time. <laughs> so, you know, that's Tyler doing Tyler stuff. I don't mean to be cynical, but imagine going into that game saying, we're just going to control the clock. We're going to play keep away. <laughs> and then you still let up 60. And then you and, do and that. But everything works <laughs> in the first yeah. quarter. It works yeah. in the first quarter. And then somehow it's you're looking at a 63-16 to 16 final on the wow. board. Yeah, and, and it's funny because Wallen's second possession, the second touchdown, also a nine-minute drive. Yeah. So there's 18 minutes of the 40... Tioga scored 63 points in 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. So that's a recap of last week's action. For this week's action, you can get some preview stuff, some feature stuff from both the Morning Times and Daily Review, from both David, from Logan both Logan. was checking out my math there. I was, was trying like, to, yeah, got I was it. like 12-minute Checks quarters. out? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll say it does. It checks out. I was like 12 I did it, I did it in my head pretty quickly. What did you say? It. it was eight, two, 18, two drives, 18 minutes. Yeah, so 30, 30 minutes. More. Yep, 48. Yeah. I'm there. We're back, back together. NBA <laughs> math, actually. Friday's print editions yeah, right. on stand now for both the Morning Times and Daily Review. And, of course, if you haven't subscribed, please do. The guys do a great job. I've given them a lot of props over the last two weeks. I'll continue to do so because it's been great coverage, and you'll get more of that as the postseason continues. The postseason does continue this weekend, and we'll start on David's side of things this time. New York State Section 4 playoffs continue. Class D is Friday night, I think 5 p.m., David? Yes. yes. At Johnson City, it's going to be Tioga versus Delhi. What do you got for us on that game to look ahead to? Well, for both Tioga and Waverly, just like last week, they're playing two teams that they just play in the regular season. And for Tioga's sake, they 
Delhi has scored the most amount of points on Tioga than anybody else this year with twenty eight. What was Pro- the what was the score of that well, game? What I was about to say. Okay. Is <laughs> Sorry, Tioga still had fifty six points. Yeah, so it was still not a close game. Hey, twenty eight points on Tioga though is something to yeah. keep an eye on. I mean, if Tioga does have a letdown on offense and doesn't hit that fifty six point mark, but Delhi still mm. takes care of their end. Nobody else. Nobody else scored twenty points on Tioga all season, and the actually the second most was Waverly with seventeen. Wow. So it, interesting. So Delhi had has found a way to score on them. I just you know it's all about stopping Tioga's offense, which is very difficult to do. Absolutely. So. And speaking of Waverly, they're going to get back into action on Saturday in Vestal. That game's going to be at noon, and they're going to get Shenango Forks, like you said, David, a rematch yes. of a very good game earlier in the season, and someone who until last year has kind of been. Waverly's Achilles heel. And uh, Coach Jason Miller told me after this past game that like he still considers Shenango Forks to be the best football program in the state of New York. Uh, is that shady to Tioga, though? Hmm? <laughs> is that shady to Tioga, I, though? <laughs> I, I don't know the they history don't see him in the well. postseason. I'm yeah. just saying. Maybe I, I don't know the history too well at this point, <laughs> but... Um, well, one thing historically is Shenango Forks got multiple state championships under their belt in the last decade. Yeah. So... Okay. Already a one-score game against Waverly this yeah. year, who Waverly's so, handled everyone else. This one will be good. Yeah. So Waverly in that game won nineteen to fifteen. It was by far out of the all the wins Waverly had was easily the tightest. And it, and I wasn't at this game. Dave Post was at that one covering it, but it, he, Dave talked to me about that game and it made it seem like Waverly had all these like mental, not not, not mental. I should just just mistakes. They had yeah. too many mistakes in that game, and it kind of. Got away from why him. it got closer, and so it, it seems to me that if Waverly, you know, just plays a cleaner game against them this time around, it should conceivably be an easier time. But it's a sectional championship; things can happen. Absolutely. So again, that's Tioga versus Delhi at Johnson City at five p.m. on Friday. Get David's coverage from that game in the morning times for Saturday's edition. And Class C will be Waverly versus Shangle Forks at noon on Saturday in Vestal. Most of that coverage will likely be in Tuesday's edition of the Morning Times. Logan up there in the Daily Review area. Line Mountain, as we talked about, is coming to Troy, 7 p.m. on Friday. We've kind of previewed this one a little bit already. But again, I am I think I'm most anxious to see how chippy this gets. Can Line Mountain show any of that, impose our will, like we do on other teams against Troy? I'm going to guess not. What do you think about this game? I wouldn't say so. And uh, I, I think i'm sitting here thinking about troy undefeated on the season and hasn't played many close games whatsoever i mean i think the only path to line mountain figuring out a way to beat troy at alprom park on their home field is if you can just get them to do things they haven't characteristically done if you can get them to get frustrated after the whistle if you can get them to just kind of make and they just they don't do it they can hand the ball to anyone they want out of the backfield anybody can have an 100 yard night for them Anybody can score a couple of touchdowns, and then if they have to pass it, they have great weapons on the outside. They can work it up behind the line of scrimmage. It's They're the number one seed for the reason, the same way we kind of talk about the Waverleys and the Tiogas on the New York side. They're just they're playing at a level above a lot of their opponents this year, and, and for Line Mountain to be able to pull off an upset, they would have to really, really get under Troy's skin and make Troy kind of make some mistakes. You'd have to make Troy beat themselves. Right, and the game you'll be at, is who we didn't get to see last weekend. Canton gets their first taste of the postseason this year. They're going to draw South Williamsport in what should be the game of the weekend. Absolutely should be. Um, so we talked about it on this podcast uh, 
This game, they played earlier in the regular season. Canton was up 27-0 through three quarters, something along that nature. And then Michael Davis, linebacker, running back for them, got hurt. Furious comeback attempt by South, and they came up short. So you would like to think that, as far as I know, Davis is healthy. He played the last couple of games. Um, You would like to think that Canton on their home field this time, because that game was at South. Okay. Um, You would like to think that Canton gets the job done, but it should be, again, like a a game of the weekend kind of game. Friday night, going to have a really good feature coming out. I believe it should be in Friday morning's paper about Canton. I've told you guys a little bit about it. I've been sitting on it for a little bit, but no time like the present. Absolutely. Be sure to get that. And also be sure to check out coverage of both those games in the Daily Review for Saturday's print edition. So South Williamsport at Canton, likely the game of the week on that side. I'd say Waverly Forks is going to be the game of the week. I'm excited on, to hear on that. Your I'm, side, I'm, David. I'm, I'm excited to see it. That should be very good. That's at noon on Saturday. Check out all the coverage. Again, Friday, Saturday's print editions for both the morning times and Daily Review as well as Tuesdays. And that's the football talk high school-wise. Moving on to the national scene. But first, let's get a word from our sponsor, Jolly Farmer. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day, whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts. Have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always, the Football Friday podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer. People don't know this, but I was a broadcaster before I took this job <laughs> at a newspaper. I buy it. I yeah. believe I can, it. I can, I can hear it. Yeah. I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, all the logical and polite conversations out of the way. So if for those of you who don't want to hear four guys just talking about stuff that some people would claim they don't know ball. We know ball. We know ball. We know ball. We're going to find out how much ball we know here with these <laughs> next few segments. I, I might not know ball, and this isn't related directly to the podcast, but at the Daily Review, we do like a pick them. Mm-hmm. Like you pick every game. Yeah. And I'm the only guy in their day-to-day that works in the sports department, and I haven't yet to win. I, I think I've finished top three. That's like a March I, Madness bracket, I know, right? I don't, yeah, really. yeah, I don't enter every week. I've probably, there's been, what, nine weeks? I've yeah. probably entered five or six. Yeah. But I just, every week it's somebody new, and it's, I haven't won it yet. It's like that March Madness. Everybody that thinks they know college basketball no, yeah. never They're does well. No, no one who yeah. watches a single minute yeah. of the basketball. <laughs> um, the people who pick the mascots. Shout out Bill Kurtz. He won this week. Oh, oh boy, Bill. Bill. Yeah, All right, Bill. Kurtz. Yeah. College football playoff rankings, they stayed the same in the top four this week. One, Ohio State. Two, Georgia. Three, Michigan. Four, Florida State. And then on the outside looking in, five, Washington. Six, Oregon. Penn State moved up one from 11 to 10. And speaking of Penn State, smashed Maryland. 51 to 15 last week. Smashed. Destroyed. Yeah. Nuked. Crushed. They, they, they went all title gone, Maryland. Absolutely. <laughs> Great comparison, David. Uh, best complete game of the year, though, for the Nittany Lions. That's what... Oh, Logan, poor guy. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Um, I didn't watch it. Take accountability. Uh, but... Uh, I might have watched a couple minutes at the beginning, and then I was like, okay. I did, well, I didn't expect it to go well. Yeah. I, if you're going to gamble, gamble responsibly. Sure. I Every didn't week. gamble on this game, but I looked at it before the game started, and Penn State was seven and a half favorites. Yeah. Felt like the mortal lock of the century. And oh, yeah. you look at the final score. <laughs> yeah, so I maybe I should have, but it's so you don't like to pick against Can't your team. Can't go against your team. And, um, I respect it. But I forget what I was doing Saturday after, because this was a noon game, 3.30 maybe. This is how much I did not pay attention. I was about to say, are you asking me when your team's game yeah. was? I, but I just knew. I knew it was Penn State week, and it was supposed to be a big deal. Yeah. And then Maryland's kind of falling off a cliff lately. So, But then I checked the final score. I, I forget what I was out doing on Saturday, but I checked the final score, and I was 
Oh, it was a 3.30 game because I had to go to Troy because that game was at 7, so I didn't stick around to see. Good and save. I, did your job. Fair. <laughs> and I, uh, I looked at the final score, and I was just like, yep, that, that one went about the way I expected it. So, Well, the, the, the pundits had a happy valley are saying it's the best complete game of the year Penn State's played, and it couldn't have come at a better time because they're going to host number three Michigan. And again, it's big noon kickoff. We've debated this earlier in the year. Is is that when you want to watch the biggest game of the day? Penn State got Ohio State for the big noon kickoff earlier this year. Now they get the second best team on their schedule at noon again, yeah. this time at home. Are we still all on the noon slate? Considering that I'm covering a waverly Shenango Forest game at the same time, I wish the Penn State-Michigan game was a lot later. later. <laughs> Logan, I think you were on make it 330. Was that your sweet I like, spot? I like a 330 yeah. for a big marquee game. That sort of feels like a good spot for like an SEC marquee game is 330. I don't necessarily mind noon because at least on Sunday, right, NFL watching, it feels like if you're up in Adam and up and about and doing whatever from like nine, when there hasn't been international games but like from like 9 to 11 you're like come on let's just get right. in with it so at least it's there like you could sleep in a little yeah. bit a couple hours the game's there but i just noon i don't hate noon i get it if you have stuff going on like you said yeah. like, but <laughs> but i just feel like you under the lights like you don't need to play a college football game at at 8 p.m for it to feel Although, like a big game it is funny because this is at Penn State, right? Yeah. So, like, this would have been the... I went to a Penn State-Michigan whiteout game at 8 o'clock in 2010, and that, I mean, it's just, it's funny that this kind of game for Penn State isn't the whiteout primetime game. Johnny, noon, mid-afternoon game, or big game under the lights? What do you prefer? Um, If if I was a bigger college football fan, I would probably say later on, under the lights, but for me, I like getting it out of the way, and then I can go do stuff on my Saturday evening. Yeah, That's kind of me. I believe Penn State wasted the whiteout this year on Iowa. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, they had it already. It worked. They dominated yeah. them. But man, this would look good under the lights in, in the whiteout. Can, kind of, can we be real? Can we be real? And see. I know I'm going to sound like a sore loser. I'm going to sound like a hater. But Michigan's going to roll, right? The, I would normally pick Michigan in this spot. Is anybody concerned about the outside distractions of this whole scandal and then going to Happy Valley? So Michigan's got the cheating scandal. It's all anybody's talking about in college football. We still don't know if they're going to be disciplined. Well, How big is the discipline? How wide is the discipline? It's not necessarily on the. It's not on the players' shoulders, really. You Blake know? Corum's having to answer questions about well, if he had look, business dealings with this Scallions guy. The question Stallions. Is that, <laughs> is that what it is? Stallions. <laughs> Stallions whatever Scallions. That's, that's what you put it's on your time. chili. <laughs> um, it's at Penn State as well. Hostile environment. They'll be up. They've already dropped one to the only legitimate opponent they've played all season. I think I'm with Logan, though. I still think it's Michigan. I think Michigan uh, takes yeah, control. Yeah, I, I would pick Michigan in the game. I, it, could, I, it could be a very good game, but... I don't yeah. have this nail and tooth or anything, but I feel like I've heard this scandal's kind of spreading around the Big Ten yeah, now. I've heard yeah. Rutgers, Ohio State, a couple other ones, some sign information going on. It's like almost like, Oops. I wish we didn't pull back the curtain. It's almost like we know ball, and we said it was happening all over the place a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> somebody, but yeah, somebody said if that, I feel like. If you dig your foot in the sand, that's not the phrase, but if you, if you <laughs> yes. stick to this. All right, all right scallions. If, if you stick to this we know ball take, it's going to come back to haunt us real bad. It's so already haunted yeah. us. We've been wrong about so much. Is. It's what separates us. <laughs> uh, the 7 o'clock game under the lights is a good matchup, though. It's another top 10 showdown. It's number nine, Ole Miss. They're on the road at number two, Georgia. This one I don't think is going to be very close either. I think people got concerned when Georgia lost their top tight end. They've just rolled since he's been out. Johnny's dropping things all over the place. His pen's (laughs) rolling around on the floor here. 
There's noises everywhere, but this is what you get. We're in the bowels of the morning time. See, now I'm not so sure that we should cut out Logan's mistake earlier. Yeah. Maybe I'll leave it. Yeah. I will say, Kirk said he was going to have this place spiffed up uh, after the first podcast. So far, the lights have flickered. <laughs> 12? Uh, the lights have flickered. A wrench has fallen. Johnny's pencils everywhere. <laughs> I, I love that we're talking. Logan, Logan and I both had our parents here a couple weeks ago and showed us the po- showed them the podcast room. And my dad, my dad was like, this is this is the highlight of the trip. And I know he's listening to this laughing about oh, it right 100% now. Oh, 100%. This don't is the get, highlight. Don't get me wrong. I feel like this is what a podcasting room should look like. Some point we'll get you the YouTube and yeah. you'll get to see it for yourselves. And then you'll never listen to us listen, again. This is how Amazon started. This is how Apple started in rooms just like this. That's us. The Amazon of podcasts. <laughs> Give me Georgia. Yeah. yeah I. Everybody. Is Ole, Miss, yeah. Ole Miss is effectively all offense, little defense kind of. Yeah. So until, like just, until someone proves it. Give me Georgia. Yeah. As boring as it is. It's boring. <laughs> That's the college slate. Good games again. Michigan at Penn State. Big noon kickoff. Number three, Michigan. Number 10, Penn State. Number nine, Ole Miss at number two, Georgia. Top 10 matchup, 7 p.m. Saturday night. Good football weekend. Let's go into the NFL. New segment this week. But first, we got to talk Cowboys-Eagles. Do we, though? Go we do. Man. Do we, though? Is it time to eat crow? Do you have anything to fire off immediately? Or are you just going to take the L? No, I take the L. I came in here picking Dallas, and I had said it on the pod that I was not confident at all that they would win. I just can't pick the Eagles over my boys. Should Dallas have won that football game? Should they have won? They didn't deserve to. Um, I will say my hottest take from that is probably going to be that Dak Prescott outplayed Jalen Hurts. I will stand on that one. Threw for more touchdowns, threw for more yards. John's Neither of them have any turnovers. Got smoke coming out of That's fine. As the moderator, in the, the spirit of the political week... Let David rebuttal. I have not finished my original point. And <laughs> I love it. And cut the moderator off. And Jalen Hurts has a significant talent advantage. And I and David cannot argue with that unless he's gonna throw some of his own no, other no, no, no. I'm not teammates under that. the bus. Okay. So I think if you flip Dak and Jalen, just those two guys, you just flip those two guys. I think you get the same stats from both. Like I think I don't know that. I don't know that Dak outplay. Dak had a good game. I'm not hating on Dak. No, I, I'm not. I don't want to yeah, hate on Hurts. So no, 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 neither guy. Jalen Hurts had a great game. Do not get me wrong. He, what happens he threw some if dots. Brock Purdy is quarterback in one <laughs> of those teams? Thank you. That's that team the real loses. Question. Period. That team loses. So are you saying neither guy mattered in that game? <sighs> I'm saying it's one A and one B, or a close one and two. You really are a Cowboys fan. Dak at one A or one B. No, I just mean for those two guys. I'm not saying league wide. No. I, I'm trying to get my thoughts here because <laughs> I he is on his heels. Big start for the Cowboys in this debate. I just think got to get a W somewhere. Dak Prescott has played very well against the Eagles his whole career, so like Dak is a very good quarterback. But I just the way the two teams played offensively on Sunday, I think of especially if I think Dak is in Jalen's shoes and the play calling is still the play calling that it was. I think he gets the same exact kind of line as Jalen did. I don't think. It's weird to say that Doc outplayed Jalen just because of stats and the more yards and more completions or whatever. It just, it's oh, just I, they, the offenses played it a little differently. I would I would break it if if I could if I had if I had the time and effort to do that. I feel like I would feel pretty confident I could break it down and just see these throws. These Dak just made better plays. That being said, he Dak did, did also make mistakes. He's, we talked about he stepped out short on the two point yeah. conversion. That was a key yeah. one. And I and we talked about Johnny and I talked about this yesterday, Tuesday about 
when Dak got sacked in the last drive and Johnny was defending Dak a little bit. Like, uh, he just, he got, the offensive line got brushed and yep. didn't have much time. I'm thinking in that spot, if, like, if people want to say Dak won't be a problem, won't be the reason why the Cowboys don't win a championship, Dak needs to not be prepared for someone to get rushed like that and for him to get rushed like that and to get out and throw the ball away and not take that sack at a really, really bad time. My counterpoint would, to, I know we got to move along. My counterpoint that would be that Jalen Hurts gets sacked just as quickly in those plays as Dak did. I don't. I, th- I think, I, I think, getting killed more I, than think the, I think the end result would be the same. I think if we switch quarterbacks, Eagles still win that game. Logan, outside observer, get in on this. Oh, I just wanted to say, don't worry, Dak will learn. I mean, he's still in his rookie year, right? Like he's a young guy coming along. That's uh, that's why I was raising my hand to try to. But hold on, we're talking about um, quarterback play, right? I got to take this off real quick. Um, there it is. There's Lamar. Oh, there it is. Um, again, bad, very bad podcasting, but. We haven't even mentioned the, the best team in the NFL yet today. Yeah, so. for those listening. Or the leading MVP candidate. Whose jersey is that, by the way? Uh, Mr. Lamarvelous Jackson. <laughs> so Broke it out just for the pod today. Our resident Raven fan, Logan, here, Logan Hill, just revealed he took off a sweatshirt. It wasn't a bodybuilding reveal. It was it was a number That's eight Lamar Jackson jersey, and the Ravers are cooking. Before, can I have one more thing about <laughs> yes. these cowboys? Yes, yes, sure, sure. yes, Philly Dave. <laughs> Go ahead. If... All right. Dak Prescott. To Logan's point, Dak Prescott is not a rookie. He's, what, 30 years old at this point? Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't come come close to an NFC championship, and people are saying he's not the reason why the Cowboys won't win a championship. He hasn't done anything to prove that. There it is. So, (laughs) that's... I don't... Okay, whatever. It's a Philly rant. We're here for it. That's fine. Let him finish. Let him finish. I don't hate... Like, Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback. He is a top 10 quarterback. I don't hate him as a quarterback. But the people defending him at this point in time, I'm just over it because he hasn't done anything to (laughs) otherwise prove... He's good enough. We just waste talent. All right. Ravens time. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Logan. It's your time. No, I loved all of this. This was, <laughs> this was great. Awesome. This is what a rivalry is meant to be. Some would say the best rivalry in the NFL. Oh, yeah. That's kind of. That's, really like that's really what this is on. all about. Good good job. Fist We're, bump. There Fist it is. Bump. That's how I bring it all back together, <laughs> boys. Tony and I are cordial Eagles Cowboys fans. All right. Moving <laughs> on. Know about we that. did that. We ran that into the dirt just to prove to you that Ravens Steelers <laughs> is not the best rivalry. That being said, Ravens might be one of the best teams. Yeah. In the let's, yes. let's talk Ravens. I'll let you have your. Yeah, let's go talk for about it. some teams that might actually be playing in February. Ooh, let's go. That's fair. We go. I think it's a I, fair point. I'm not even going to knock it. Correct. There we go. Let's go. I think this could be slowly coming around to a Ravens AFC podcast. I'm, I'm trying to not let myself get ahead of myself, yeah. but it's starting to feel a lot like 2019. That season, they just, <laughs> every week they just showed up and yeah. through three quarters they had a lead. They were just dominating people out there. And the defense looks scary, scary good. You, and, have, you have every reason to feel the way you're feeling. Oh, right my now. gosh. Yeah. Like, they're they're not they're not winning this year or at least lately because of Lamar. They're winning because Crushing of everybody teams. else. Lamar is just kind of I saw I think it was on Twitter just playing point guard out there and and that's fine. But he's not having to do it. They can get gains out of the rushing game. Uh, Odell's kind of looked a little bit better in recent weeks. Zay Flowers could be generational. Um, Jerry's still a little bit out. Uh, Rashad Bateman's finally another wide receiver Healthy. finally looking good. And then, like I said, the defense, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Geno Stone has, I wish that 
I saw this stat, and I wish that it included your guys' teams because this would be a great dunk. Unfortunately, I'll just have to dunk <laughs> on you, David. Geno Stone has more interceptions than the entire Philadelphia Eagles team does. He has six interceptions wow. on the year. Wow. Wow. Six yeah, interceptions no. in nine but games. It, there was more teams. They just weren't the Cowboys or the Bills. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 that's the one thing the Eagles need to get is more turnovers, but yes. So I agree with everything you're saying. The only thing I'll throw in just as a, something to discuss, any fear that the Bengals are back? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they play in two weeks, Thursday night, the Ravens and the Bengals. That's a Thursday game? Yeah. Let's Burrow, go. Burrow looks yeah. fantastic. Clearly was hurt. Clearly it was much more than I even a lot of us discussed. The the week two win in Cincinnati will turn out to be very big because they were kind of, I guess, licking their wounds. Is that the phrase? I I always get my phrases mixed up. But, <laughs> but to get the win in week two and just have the one over the Bengals already, I think will be big as it comes down the stretch because they look good. Are they we do. ready to say that the Bengals are back enough that they've automatically leaped Pittsburgh and Cleveland again? Like, is it back to Ravens, Bengals, or are we still keeping these two others in there? I... For, for for me, I think I would put the Bengals. I think right now this is solidly a Ravens Bengals race. Not I, would, I, would be listeners. If, yeah, I would be shocked if one of those two didn't win the division. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah Steelers are scrappy. But we've got some Steelers listeners right now pulling their hair, their hair out, going, "Really? What what do we have to continue to do?" What what I will say is, it feels like maybe this year more so than ever, the AFC is going to be decided by quarterback play. And while I think the Browns have a good roster, I think the Steelers, like the Steelers, somehow, some way, Mike Tomlin just finds a way to win games. They yeah. they haven't played great, but they're five and three. I think maybe they still have a winning record. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. the Steelers can get back up there but, because Steelers Ravens. Some would say is the best rivalry. Yeah, in football. so there's another one of those games. Yeah, some would say that, and they would be right. Uh, <laughs> and and some they have another game lined up on the schedule. That one's in Baltimore. I think it might be that very end of the year. Um, but just I think it's going to be. Again, Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, throw Justin Herbert in there, maybe Tua. Yeah, yeah Tua. Tua. Yep. I'm just naming guys. Sorry, but like I think it's going to come down to which quarterback can put it together the most at the right time. And I don't have a lot of confidence in Kenny Pickett. I don't have a lot yeah. of confidence in Deshaun Watson with sure. Cleveland. So if, if the Steelers were to make that kind of run, it's going to be an ugly looking run. Yeah, yeah it's going to take a lot of breaks to go their way. Yeah. A lot of tip passes, a lot of fumbles, stuff like that. So so sticking with the Bengals, they beat up on my Bills, scoring it up a little closer than the game looked. Once again, if you watch the game, and this is becoming a little bit of a trend with Bills games, it's not quite as exciting or as flashy or as big play moments anywhere as the Bills have been for the last three seasons. It's a lot of sloppy play. It's a lot of slow play. It's, oh man, another 24-17 game. And the Bills are looking in trouble. They're barely banged up on defense. I've talked about that a lot. I can't quite keep making that excuse. But Allen looks a little bit handcuffed in the offense. People are starting to get back on the call for Ken Dorsey's job. At this point, I'm, I'm not sure what the answer is. But again, I'll go back to the fact that as bad as it's looked, as up and down, exchanging wins, exchanging losses week to week. They're still got a winning record. There's still signs of, oh, I'm not sure I want to play Buffalo, though. That's all still there, but something needs to happen pretty quick, or this is once again, as I said last week, still just kind of a mid-wild card team. The nice thing is the Dolphins lose. The bad thing is every time the Dolphins lose, the Bills don't pick up the W. So <laughs> it's just kind of been that season. Good things happen, bad things happen. Win, loss, win, loss. And that's just kind of where the Bills are, kind of in that mid-range. We'll see if they can get back on track. 
my my caveat on Buffalo is because the Bills have had Lamar's number this iteration, the Josh Allen Bills. Yeah. But they're another team sort of like Dallas where it feels like every time I watch their game, I don't enjoy what it, I'm seeing. It hasn't been enjoyable this season. I think you're sticking to this season, of course. Last few seasons it's been, man, this Josh Allen's super fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. The, the crazy exciting. plays, but they have no semblance of a running game. They Nothing seems... Just wacky stuff yeah. sometimes. Everything's out of, out of whack. They're going to get the Broncos on Monday night. Get right spot. Good right spot. But again, it's just back to that win-loss. Win-loss. We yeah. got to start stringing together a couple wins here in a row to start looking like a team that can make it in the playoffs and be with the guys you talked about. Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. At this point, I'm still willing to put Josh Allen's resume over a Justin Herbert, even over mm-hmm. a Tua, as good as he's looked. Time will tell. This week's segment, it's a new one. As a team, that's right, the four of us are going to attempt to work together. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got, I got things we can do here to bring this all back around. So I'll get back on the same page. We're going to try to draft the playoff bracket for the end of the season. We're going to each go around. We get to pick a team. We're going to fill the entire bracket. And at the end of the season, and we'll update week to week how we're doing, we'll see how how much of a percentage we get right how at, we, as a group. How, are we doing this like NFC, AFC combined, or just NFC and then AFC? We'll, we'll do NFC first, okay. then we'll go right. AFC, and we'll just go around the room. We'll each get one can pick. Or, get, someone to organize you can start. <laughs> um, does someone want to keep the tally? He's got it. Okay. I'll write it down. Okay. So let's start in the NFC. Logan, you have the first pick for us. So the one seed, or do I can I pick anywhere? You can pick anyone. We're just trying to guarantee placement, but obviously keep an idea of how the bracket's going to look. All right, never mind. Now that I remembered that we are going to check back on this. <laughs> We're keeping receipts. <sighs> Fine. Five, <laughs> Dallas. Okay, so Dallas is in the playoffs. Johnny, uh, next pick. We yeah. have to, let's wait and see if the, they're going to the be re, the division winner. The reason winner. I sighed is because it was so – I wanted to pick Dallas in the one seed so bad, but I don't think that will happen. Yeah, maybe, maybe you do it before the week, the game last week. What, but. Are, we, are we paying attention <laughs> to the seed they're getting? Or? It'll work itself out uh, okay. it, the way well, I see this goal. That's why I Dallas because the five is the first wild card seed. Yeah. I get that. I'm just saying, like, I, I thought we were just – Naming teams without when you name a team, let's let's try to quickly let's discuss division winner. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of I understand what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, a little bit of discussion point after each pick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eagles won. Okay, so Eagles win the division. They get the one seed. Yep. The two seed, I'm gonna say, goes to the Detroit Lions after Ooh, winning the okay. NFC North with a really good record. Ooh, not the Niners. No. Hmm. In that case, the Niners. Seed. Win the West? All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, after the Seahawks showing against Baltimore, there's no, I the, I just think the Niners were in that division. Oh, oh, I did boy. tell you guys about this last week. We were all high on the Seahawks, and I was like, I really yeah, wasn't. Yeah. So <laughs> it didn't look great. Um, no, we, we were just like great slated games, and Logan's like, well, none of it was like the Lions, and he, he was right. Well, let's Dang make it. sure the 49ers <laughs> can get a win here soon. Yeah. Uh, it's my turn. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> um, Good. Work together, guys. Good. I'll go with uh, the. I'll go with the Saints. I think the win Saints the South? win the South. Okay. All right. So we've got all division winners, correct? Yep. Yes. We have two seeds. Left. Oh, boy. Oh, okay, so I'm not getting the last. No, okay. So you don't have to worry yeah. about the I'm not getting the last, the last pick. <laughs> no. you'll, you'll lead off the A. It's going to hinge on me to get that last team in for us. Mm, I think Seattle's still good enough to sneak in yeah. there. The NFC is just down. It's tough you to. You got them six? Yeah. Well, if you followed this podcast, especially last we know week, where you know going. who the seventh seed is. <laughs> we know. And it's the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> led by Josh Dobbs. 
we we're, we're back. We're so, back. We're so back. Notably left off, the only one that comes to mind would be the Falcons. That's what yeah. I was yeah. going to say. Falcons sure. are the only. It'll problem. be the yeah. Vikings in a race but with the Falcons just, for a better record. The Vikings just beat the Falcons. This exactly. Race. I was yeah. going to say they all up here, boys. <laughs> I got us. All right, let's go to the AFC, and that'll be David for the first pick. It would be the number one Chiefs. Okay, that's fair. Fair, I like it. Disagree, but I'm gonna say oh. I think I oh, think Logan yeah. has a different number one seed I, in I mind. It. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Give me, that's, yeah, give but, me the two seeded Baltimore Ravens. Okay. I, I think again, yeah. they have shown me nothing to to think that this what's working is going to stop working. I'm not saying they're gonna run the table, but I, I'm, I, no, I'm not gonna argue against it. I like yeah. that. I like the Ravens. I like the way they're trending. They look good. Uh give me a five seed Bengals. They get that they they, like they, that. they up that for the, they have this the slow start in the beginning of the season with Burrow being hurt, but we see they're kind of back. But I think the Ravens are too good to kind of give it up. All right, yeah. so I'll take myself off the hook. Then I'll go four seed. No, I got three and four right to work with. Mm-hmm. The three seed, the four seed, the six and the seven, and we so. got the AFC East and the AFC South. South. That one's such a toss up. That one's so weird. Give me the three seed. The Miami Dolphins. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, my Maybe the Dolphins. Fu- I know fully who, aboard the Vikings train. I know who you guys are thinking there for that four. Three and four could have been a real toss-up in terms of record-wise. But yeah. I'll, I'll, On that note, yeah. the Jaguars yep. are the four seed. Okay. Yeah, they're playing really well. They're yeah. playing really well. Yeah, right they're, they're, and and uh, the Texans are like a fun little well, team, thanks, but they're two games ahead. Thanks, Philly, Dave. Um, Sorry. Seven seed. Houston Texans. Okay. Well, Ooh, cool. let's get it. I will. Well, how, I wasn't. How, I, okay. How how much do we? I'm all in. We'll, I'm uh, all in. I, they're playing good we, ball. We, we, we might get. We, yeah, we might get to this, but C.J. Stroud is like low key talking, working his way into like a. Don't say top it. of the board kind of conversation. Don't say it. I'm not saying. Come the next segment. I'm not saying it. All right. Does it leave us with the six seed? The six seed. Which uh, this is oh. tough. Yeah, is it though? Just best record, right? It's got to be the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering wonder if you're going to leave them yeah. I was, so I was thinking about it. I, thought, I just thought they were already picked. Good thing you wrote it down. I, I wasn't. If we had left Buffalo out, Buffalo out I was not going to co-sign that. Well, listen. <laughs> so we got no Justin Herbert. Kirk Wood. He would, he would like, where, yeah. I, where, where do I sign up? I can't sign up fast enough. So Justin Herbert's out. The Steelers yeah. are out. Yep. Yeah. Those are the two I would say most notable. Still, still go nine and eight. Mike Tomlin maintains his winning record. Just yeah, one one, one interesting note, and I don't know if this carried through after the Monday night game, but as of Sunday night, all three of the wild cards were AFC North teams. Yeah, yeah. And, was, and the fact that we didn't have the Browns or Steelers in there that goes back to our earlier conversation about it's the Ravens and Bengals. Yeah, it works itself. Out. I really gave serious considerations to Steelers, but honestly, I like Houston more than I like Pittsburgh. So as far as like playoff candidacy goes. Yeah. Yes, and they are just a more entertaining team. They're just more entertaining. They just seem yeah. better. I, yeah, I, I, and they have Stroud, who it's like they catch fire. They win, They pick up a Titans win. They pick up a Colts win. Like, it's a weak division, yeah. They've really become a fun story. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea of this was something we could now follow week to week, see how this is playing out, see how we're doing, see where our picks stand. And then at the end of the season, obviously, when the playoffs are announced, we'll, we'll return to this and... See how high of a percentage it worked out to. <laughs> See how much we don't know ball. Absolutely. So Logan, give us one. Give us a final breakdown of our AFC bracket and then our NFC bracket. Sure. So NFC, we have number one Philadelphia Eagles. They would have the bye in the first round. 
Number two, Detroit Lions hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Number Ooh. seven. Then you would have the number three 49ers playing the number six Seattle Seahawks. So a lot of good, a lot of a very yeah. good super wild yeah. card yeah. weekend. Yeah. That's divisional. And then finally, it would be the New Orleans Saints hosting Dallas. The hosting top Dallas. Team. I mean, from my perspective, I like that matchup. Yeah. But that would work out in well New for Orleans. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it might I, be a difference. I like it. We we know. do hate playing on the road. So just, just for general. for clarity's sake, the current playoff picture in the NFL. Yeah, how's that stack up? Number one Eagles, number two Lions, number three 49ers, number four Saints, number five Seahawks, number six Cowboys, and number seven Vikings. So we, so we, we, we have nailed it. We did not cheat. We did not cheat. We did not cheat. We did not look it up right now. All right. I like it, boys. You know ball. It is bound to change. And then on the AFC side, it's the number one Kansas City Chiefs getting the bye for the first for the wild card weekend. Baltimore hosting Houston, uh, week one game. Uh, that would be a rematch in Baltimore. Uh, mm. Then number three, Miami. Number six, Buffalo. So oh. repeat of last season. Yeah. And then uh, Jaguars hosting the Bengals, in which would that would probably be the game of the be a great game. The, that, that, that's Trevor that's Lawrence a former Zero. national championship game. Burrow versus. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Wow. So the AFC standings cool. currently uh, Chiefs, Ravens, Jaguars at the three spot. Okay. So we had them at four. And then Miami Dolphins at four. Five Steelers, six Browns, seven Bengals. Wow. So, yeah, right. Drastically North, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. AFC is a little different. That'll even out. Well, well, the entire AFC North, nobody has more than three losses. Bengals, Steelers, man. Browns, all five and three. Ravens are seven and two. That division, okay. your division's a I, juggernaut, dude. I'm actually really excited to see how this plays out. Yeah. <laughs> so second segment before we get you out of here with how well do you know your division? Again, I just want to take a real quick moment one more time to thank the Jolly Farmer, and then also to please get out, pick up today's papers on stands now for both the Morning Times and the Daily Review. Visit both our websites. You can catch this podcast, the Football Friday podcast, every Friday morning on our website. And again, Saturday's editions, Tuesday's editions, we'll have all your game coverage and stories from David and Logan. Please support them. Please support the community. Support the athletes. And one more time, thank you to the Jolly Farmer. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer and Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day. Whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts, have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always, the Football Friday podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer. Okay, we'll roll through this quick. We know people are on their lunch break, on their dinner breaks, on their way to work. However you choose to listen to us, we thank you. What hill are you willing to die on? As in, what hot take are you willing to stand on no matter what? going forward i'll start just to give us an idea and to go off of kind of what we just touched upon in the last segment and that's cj stroud i'm willing to die on the hill that he should not just be considered for the rookie of the year but he should be considered for the most valuable player in the nfl so far this season <laughs> so counterpoint by the way this is mid-season this is a mid-season mm-hmm. award that's the take i'm i'm dying on here he is seventh in yards passing he is only the sixth player in the history of the NFL to throw for 450-plus yards passing, five touchdowns, and zero interceptions in a football game. He is on a Houston Texans team that was the bottom of the barrel of last season in the NFL and are now 4-4 four and four on the outside looking into the playoffs. And he is currently 14 touchdown passes to only one interception on the entire season. Who's played better? 
I'm dying on the fact that if you ended the season right now, C.J. Stroud could be in your top three choices for the MVP, not just Rookie of the Year. Logan, is that a mirage, or you feel like it's a valid... Completely unheard of, right? A rookie to win MVP, but but he's he's right. He's played so well, and Houston had no expectation, right? They had the number two, number three overall picks. Just it was new coach into Miko Ryan's, and here they are in the thick of it. I think they were the first team on the bubble in the playoff standing. So, and again, we talked about it. Besides Jacksonville, you're not writing home about the Tennessee Titans this year or the Colts after they lose Richardson. So it's kind of all there for the taking. If one of those AFC North teams can slip a little bit, fourteen TDs to one pick well so it's not so far this season it's it's extra crazy to me because this has been a discussion i've been having with a buddy of mine and i don't get me wrong we didn't come up with it i'm sure he probably thinks he did but (laughs) the the, uh idea that ohio state quarterbacks don't translate well to the nfl never have it's out there it's a theory um stroud bucks that narrative yeah. From the jump. I mean, what you say? 14 nice. touchdown? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Fields does not. Here. Yeah, exactly. For comparison. Exactly. Just for comparison. Um, Justin Fields, JT Barrett, yep. great Ohio State quarterback, never really did anything. Not in great. NFL, Cardale Jones. Uh, Terrell Pryor, maybe, was an Ohio State for quarterback. A minute. Yeah. Yeah. For a, a minute. Receiver, he became a better yeah. receiver, yeah. So, to your point, yeah. Yeah, so, Stroud, and he looks good, and it was... Uh, what I'm surprised I haven't heard more discussion about, and I've, ha- I've heard some, right? Uh, Stroud versus young and young has had his moments where he's looked good he i want to say he has less to work with in carolina but i don't know truly how much less sure he has to work with but he went one stroud went two and stroud's playing at an mvp level in his rookie season absolutely um johnny hill to die on can I just cop out and take brock purdy's a fraud (laughs) i I figured (laughs) that's where we would be got i figured that's right and so far it's aging well this would be a hotter take three weeks ago but I'm thinking I'm rolling around in my head with some other actually what some people might actually consider hot takes. The Steelers might consider it a hot take that I think Mike Tomlin's a pretty darn good head coach. I think there's a large chunk of Steelers fans wanting him out. Yeah. Want him out. And if, if I have to choose a different Hill, I'm I mean, I would take Tomlin. He's a good head coach. He's never had a losing season in how many years? If, if it wasn't for Tom Brady and the Patriots, his, the opinion of Tomlin would be much higher. You're just going up against, yeah, insane juggernaut that was the Patriots for twenty years. Sure. He, he without the Patriots, he at least has three more Super Bowl appearances. Probably, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's out of. Yeah. I don't think that's out of line to say. I mean, I like that's it. it's yeah. the, the only other competition at that point is maybe like Peyton and the Colts during those years. But still, I'd get on that hill. Yeah, I like that hill. I don't hate it. Yeah. All right, Logan. I don't. I don't really know. Um, this is the one I'm kind of workshopping, and I'm curious to see how the table will. David, you got yours. Uh, so let David go. I, first. I wasn't necessarily okay. prepared for this segment, so I'm just going to go back to what we talked about like five weeks ago. Long live the brotherly shove. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, do, what do you? What's your take? Like, what's though? the hot what's take? You're yeah. four, it, right? That is a perfectly fine. Oh, people hate it. Okay. So and I tush I, push is fine. Yes. Yeah, tush push. I, mean, I, I get there's not really a it's not like a prediction or anything like that. If, but like I just no, it's a hill that you could absolutely get no. It's there. a hundred percent. I, I, I die on the fact that yeah. it's a perfectly fine play in the NFL. All right. Yep, I'm fine with that. I'm fine I mean, with that. And I yeah. I saw it four times or whatever on the on Sunday. And I hated it every time and. It is well, what it is. Stop it. Now the Eagles are getting cocky and doing it inside their own 30-yard line. Yeah, and they're also doing it uh, false starting. But <laughs> oh. So it's funny you guys talk about that because the take I wanted to put out there All was, right. and then, but I, I just, I'm not confident enough in it to, to die on that hill, is I want to say. It can be irrational. That's fine. I want to say Dallas will be playing later in the postseason oh. than Philly will. 
No. But I, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not confident <laughs> in it because if it Me goes either. this way yeah, and Philly gets the, the bye, yeah. I very could easily see Dallas going out in the wild card round. So I, that won't be my take. My take will be playoff related. It will be that the AFC North will field three postseason teams. Okay. I don't think they'll get all four spots, but I think okay. they'll field okay. three. Which um, three? Steelers get in there? I would I would pick the Steelers over the Browns. I think organizationally they're a little bit more, no matter what's on the field, they have a little bit more structure, a little bit more stability. And I believe the AFC North has done this in the past. Yeah, so, well, yeah. it takes me back to like 2012, yeah. like 2011, like those kind of years when I first really started getting into watching football and it was – the Ravens would go, the Steelers would go, and the Bengals were frisky. They would get right. in. Andy Dalton, A.J. Green. They just would never win that first game. But, yeah. they, got yeah. in. but they would they would get to the postseason and would be three teams. Yeah. So the idea of all four being able to go is really crazy. Wow. But I don't, I, just, I don't think that will happen. So I'll say three AFC North teams will be playing and January that would, football. That would take out Houston, basically, from that. Which is very possible. Very possible. I think we're just like, kind of yeah. falling in love with Houston a little bit. But that's very Or, or the Bills. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> to bring up the Bills, I think the prediction at the beginning of the season from a lot of people is that the AFC East would do that with Rodgers and the Jets, two in the Dolphins, and Allen and yeah. the Bills. If there was yeah. a division that people thought would field three, it was the East. It's funny you should say that. Um, and obviously, you're not hearing this till Friday, but if you can find it, go pick up a Wednesday copy of the Daily Review somewhere. Ran an analysis from the Associated Press about how the AFC East is not what it was built sure. to be this year. Uh, I'm with it. Look, I've Bill, watched I did it, it yeah. again. If uh, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> I love it. I love the puns. <laughs> if the Ravens Steelers make the play, f- meet each other in the playoffs and those fans don't act like absolute animals, not the best rivalry in the NFL. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you imagine Ravens Steelers and Eagles Cowboys playing each other in the same week with the playoffs? I think like imagine both Ravens in PA to play yeah. each other though for this pod sake. What's I that? get it. I, um, if we need Eagles Cowboys the same week as Buffalo Baltimore, Bob, yeah. Oh yeah. Bills own. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens. <laughs> I would welcome that. Two years ago, they That is the most confident he has been. I was going to say, five minutes ago, this guy was like, the Bills are dead. He's That's like, we first, own Lamar Jackson. That's the Bills confident he's had in weeks. He seems to remember a playoff game, what, two years ago now at this point? That Listen, was, people are finding out week by week, I'm a very weird fan. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough game. That was a rock fight. I'm a strange fan, but I do know my division, so let's get into that. Still in first division. Yeah. 23 and 6. David is 22 and 8. Johnny is 16 and 13. One game. Back. Half game. You feeling in the front heat? of Logan. It's 15 hot. And 13. It's hot back here, man. But for another week in a row, Logan will have to start us out. Give us the North. Okay. Big week for me. I went 4 and 0 last week. Yeah, big you, week. D- huge week. I went 1 and 2. Tough. Okay, um, Ravens at home over the Browns. Close game, tight game. Typically, the Browns play the Ravens tight in Baltimore. Give me the Ravens. They're playing too well right now to pick against you sound them. scared. I'm not scared. I, uh, <laughs> divisional games, you kind of throw out yeah. whatever's no, 100%. going well. What, I mean, you guys saw it this week, mm-hmm. but I just think... I mean, they're not starting Dorian Thompson Robinson. Is that his name? Dorian DTR. Yeah, DTR. Yeah. Yeah. They're not starting him. I mean, Watson's back in the lineup, and if not him, it's going to be PJ Walker. Saying he's be Walker. One, one, yeah, of, the Walker, two, one yeah. of the two of them. But um, give me the Ravens. Packers at Steelers. Give me the Steelers. Tough Packers game. are a mess right now. Yeah. Steelers at home, and then Texans at Bengals. There you Oof. go. I mean, I didn't Oof. even realize this one was on the schedule. Give me the Bengals. They're playing again, playing yeah, too like well it. right on now. A roll. And the only reason I didn't pick the Browns to win is because they're playing in the division. Like, the AFC North is just playing too well right. from top to bottom right now. 
I'll go next. I like David and Johnny to go last first. Compare and contrast type of thing because they're both the same division. Colts at Patriots. Give me the Colts. Jets at Raiders in the toilet bowl game of the week. <laughs> give me boy. That is this tough. is harder than it would have been two weeks is ago. Is this like is this a thirteen to ten ball game? Like I think the Raiders win this game. And that'd be two in a row for a team that just blew up. Yeah, but the but, Jets and the shout out Antonio Pierce. Yeah. At this point, the Raiders are just playing ball. Like they yeah. just don't. There's nothing to play for. They're right. just playing. And then Broncos and Bills again, exchanging wins and losses. Bounce back game. Give me Buffalo. Uh, David, Johnny, the NFC East. Break it down, David. You go first this time. We're probably going to pick the same on this one. I feel like yeah, you only on got bo- on both games. Only two games this week. Got a yeah. couple buys. Cowboys, Seahawks. Cowboys, Seahawks. Cowboys, Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No more analysis yeah. needed. <laughs> one note: uh, Richard Alliger. You might have heard him us talk about him on this podcast Big before. Rich. I got a call from him last night. He loves the Cowboys in this spot, and he's a Giants oh. fan. He's a Giants fan. He loves the Cowboys in this spot. Love Rich and his picks. <laughs> But that's how, you, well, how are, do you not when it was forty nothing in week one? That's yeah, exactly but why that you, was his point. Yeah. Why are you floating that jinx out there on me, Dave? Like, what are you doing to me, <laughs> Dave? Alligator. It's Richard. No, Alliger. Richard. Alliger. This is a different Alligator. Oh wow! I'm, I'm now <laughs> Richard Alligator is my guy. He calls me. We talk. We talk. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking. We about. talk a lot of college football. Yeah, Richard but, likes to ask about the lines yeah. and on very obscure teams like <laughs> like New Mexico State. Shout out. But, but shout yeah, he out. He me last night. For the record, they're both picking Cowboys over the Giants and the Seahawks over the Commanders. That is your week in football. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Get out and support the community and your local sports. Support our guys here, David and Logan. They're doing great coverage. Pick up today's edition on Stands Now. Pick up Saturday's editions, Tuesday's editions also for game coverage. And we'll see you here next Friday on the Football Friday Podcast. See ya. Just remember. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Ha, ha, ha.